It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For more information on a new high efficiency carrier furnace, visit gozimmer.com. Our toll-free number, same as it is every weekend, it's 800-823-8255. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy. We're talking about yardening. Moving right on through January. I told you it was going to go quickly. It's a, it's This is the last Saturday in January. We're into February next week. Then this March, and then we're right back at it again. So uh, don't hesitate. Don't blink. Don't uh, slow down. Get your plans in place. And get ready for the spring season. It's coming at you quickly. And, of course, we've got Groundhog Day coming up next week and Valentine's Day coming up after that and then the Home and Garden Shows. But right now it's time for the Cup of Joe. And that would be Mr. Joe Strecker, our executive producer. We find out what's going on in his lawn, his landscape, which ain't a whole lot right now because it's blanketed with this really white, cool-looking stuff. Of course, our website at ronwilsononline.com, Facebook page in the Garden with Ron Wilson. I know you are smiling. You are a happy camper. I'm smiling, Joe, this morning. With all that snow yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, One thing that you remember, uh, it was at the last week of December or first week of January, we said, man, it's only six weeks until Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Next week. It's Wednesday. Yep. So that's, that's all right. That and also, don't forget, we have a new numbers for this year. I mean, you give the 800 number, but don't forget, we have a new number. We do? Just in case. Really? Yes, we do. Why would we have one in case? Well, you, you're so popular well, that, the, that the 800 numbers get filled. So we have a backup number if you try to call the 800 number and you can't get through. And that would be our local number. Which is? 513-749-5500. Yes. So both numbers work. Of course, you have your cell phone. There's no long-distance fee anyway. No one's, yeah, yeah, and don't call my cell phone. Don't call your cell phone? Don't call mine, but okay. you can call Ron's. I'll, give, I'll post that on Facebook later. Got it. If you have, if you have a gardening question. Put it, yeah, and, put it right and, up you there. Can't get, yeah, yeah. So, no, I did not like yesterday. Yesterday was awful. Now, was it? It was one of the worst days ever. It was coming down when you went home. It was. Wasn't it? No, it was, I was actually I was in between lulls. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah, when I got when I came to work, it was fine. Right. Uh, and when you left, it, it stopped. It started to snow when I was working, and then when I left, it, it kind of stopped. And then when I got home, uh, yeah, and after right after I cleaned off the driveway, that's when it got bad again. Hmm. Did you use the snow thrower or the snow Joe? The snow the. We actually got use out of it. 
You did? Yep. Wow. Yep. What's the other one called? Snow Joe? The Snow Blower? The little, the little one. The Snow Joe. Snow Joe. No, we didn't use the Snow Joe. We used Snow Blower. Okay. Snow Blower. Yep. Hmm. Did you do the whole neighborhood? No. Oh. No, I was tired. Oh. <laughs> That's when you never, never, ever give up. Some days, it all depends, but <laughs> yesterday when I got home, I was like, nah, I'm just going to. Just gonna do my driveway. Sorry, guys. I've done your driveways many times. So you're Sorry, neighbors. Not today. Yeah, you're gonna have to suck it up. So they say, did Joe do ours? No, he must be tired today. <laughs> it's all right. I'll get him next time. Sorry. Well. Anyway. Yes. Snow Joe. The Snow Joe has everything protected. I want to get a Snow Joe. You do. I actually came home from work yesterday. You it did. was snowing I'm, like crazy. I'm glad you came home from work yesterday. I am too. Snowing like crazy, and I saw something that I haven't seen in a very, very, very long time. Let's see. What could it be? You will Gary, not. You won't guess it. You guaranteed. Dro- you drove by Gary Sullivan's house, and he was. It was when I was pulling up in front of mine. Oh. Um, and I just stood there and went, "Really? Wow." I'm not going to even say it. I have an idea, but I'm not going to say, say it. it. No. No. Go ahead. No. My wife was cleaning the snow off the sidewalks. That was Ron Wilson that said that, not me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I just got <laughs> out. Of, I even said, "You okay?" It's like I think she's going to hit me. No, she said she felt like going out and getting in the snow. I went, "Okay, there you go." Of course, our dachshund said, "I don't think so." <laughs> well, our uh, uh, Fritzy said no, but Chewy was like, um, "Let me out." But Chewy's. My gosh, the bigger bear. Yeah, yeah. He would this this morning when I let him out. He's it, it was it's pretty darn cold this morning. Let's see. It's according to the news. It's eight degrees minus two wind chill. He's out in the middle of the backyard, just sitting there. Just mm-hmm. he's all hairy and fluffy, and he's not that fluffy. Oh, he's not. <laughs> no, haven't seen him lately. He's not that fluffy, but he's just la 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 la. la. It's cold out here, but I'm just sitting, and that's all he does. He goes out and sits. But not Fritz. No, he's smart. He's like, I'm going to go outside, you nuts. <laughs> I love dogs. Yep. Yep. So. Well, I did convince uh, Miley to go outside. You did? Yeah, she has a little sweater she puts on. It was a little hoodie. She's got a hoodie. Goodness. So she had her, had her hoodie on, so she came out and ran around a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got your quiz ready? Quiz? Do I have it ready? Yeah. Yeah, why? Let's go ahead and do a couple questions real fast. You sure? Yeah. Can you handle it this early in the morning? But we got a guest coming up at 6.30. We do. So. Oh, we got to, I try so, forgot. Yeah, we, we actually have to do work today. Ron Rothis. So. Time release fertilizer. That is fertilizer that you have to water it and for it to uh, to work, I guess. Well, it breaks down over, based over on time. temperature and water and all kinds of things. Okay. Water-soluble fertilizer. Well, fertilizer that you can melt in water. Yes, that's exactly right. So you water it in. Yeah. What is a plant? What's a what's a plant that's called a filler? A filler. A filler. A filler. Um, it's um, uh, a plant that goes in between other plants. Exactly. It fills up the spot between the tall guys and the little guys. Hmm. It's a filler. Boy, look at you. Hmm. Oh, you'll get this one. Frost-free date. Oh, that's the last day that you could have 50% chance of getting frost. 
Exactly. Based on what? Based on temperature. Past averages. Yes. Yes. When is ours in our area? Sometime in March. No. April. Used to be May 15th. May 13th. It's the last of April now. It's moved It's moved up. <laughs> okay. But you want to know when that is. And, yes. and there is a frost frost date in October. So you know when the, the first frost happens. That's usually go. around the 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Talking about plants, uh, those are too easy. Climbing, clumping. Talked about hardiness zones. Hmm. So uh, these are too easy. You won't need to know all these. So based on this, test, oh, microclimate. Microclimate is. It, it there's no really. I can't think of a definition, but. It's like uh, somebody's yard has a different climate than like your yard. You got it. Exactly. NPK. MPK. I Look on know. a bag of a fertilizer. It has NPK. N or M? N-P-K. Uh, I guess that's what, nitrogen per kilometer or kilogram? Nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. Oh. Which are the four main nutrients required by plants. I was going to guess, though, nitrogen per whatever. That's a pretty good guess, though. I had no idea. <laughs> I like that. I thought it was going to be like some sort of new format you listen to music on. What is a perennial? Oh, a plant that comes back every year. Excellent. So what's the difference between a perennial and a woody shrub? Definition. There. <laughs> exactly. God, you're so good at this. All right, this is one I, I, I have a hard time answering. You are Mr. Chemist, so I know you'll come up with, a, yeah, with sure. an answer for us. What is the pH of the soil? What does that mean? How much, how acidic or alkaline it is. Exactly. See, you are too good. Did you study this list? I I'm, did not, no. Hmm. Very good. No. You scored it's exceptionally just, just, well. So uh, I guess that means that uh, when someone decides to hang it up, Yes. Step right into the Step seat. right in, and no one's even going to realize nope. that. Step right into the seat. Mm-hmm. You're all ready to go. Yeah, sure, whatever. Quick break. We come back. We're going to find out what's on our website at ronwilsononline.com. What's going on on the Facebook page? And anything else, Joe, because we have a guest coming up at 633, Ron Rothis. Groundhog Day next week. we got to pit Ron against Punks to Tony Phil. Here in the garden with Ron Wilson. How is your garden growing? Call Ron now at 1-800-823-TALK. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Hi, Ron Wilson here for Onkers Old Time. Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Time for Cup 2 with a cup of Joe. Mr. Joe Strecker, our executive producer and the producer. And can you just, is that just kind of thrown into the same category or the same title? Executive producer, producer. In this building, yes. Okay. Uh, as long as I did better than Dr. Z. How did Dr. Z do on the quiz? I, I, I never threw that stuff out of Dr. Z. Oh. Well, as long as I do better than him, that's fine. But did you, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say about Dr. Z when we talk about our website, ronwilsononline.com. Right. Uh, he got a new dog, and last week we, we teased it, and I didn't get the picture until uh, late, so now it's posted. So check out Dr. Z's new dog, and he's a cutie. Look at the size of the feet on that dog. I know. He's got one of the little squeaky balls. He's got a squeaky ball. He's cute. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's got feet. He's got a size 13 shoe already. <laughs> and this thing's just a pup, and his name is Bowser. Oh, Bowser. I don't know what kind of dog it is. It looks like a good mix. Heinz variety. Yeah. Cutie. But he's a cutie. But uh, you can see Dr. Z, Garden 83, Washington, D.C.'s new puppy on our website, ronwilsononline.com, and those feet are enormous. And there's uh, some informational uh, things also on the website. The first one is Beekeeping Seminar, mm-hmm. which is put on by, isn't it Auburn University? Yes. It's a good one, too. So sign up for your free beekeeping women's webinar down there. Uh, there's an insect uh, post for the week from our extension agents. And the third thing is uh, an evergreen identification from also from the extension service. Yeah, it's kind of neat because it kind of is right now. It's got some, they have snow where I think it was up in northeastern Ohio, but taking pictures of evergreens for winter interest, obviously, and uh, showing you all the different evergreens that are available out there. Right. So kind of a neat, neat one to walk through. Uh, the recipe of the week is a yummy, super yummy one. However, we wouldn't know. Because not. the only one I'm waiting for the Daniel text to tell me how it tasted. Rita's pork, pork tenderloin. Tenderloin. And it mm. looks really yummy. I did Rita's pork tenderloins at Carly's graduation party. Yeah. On the grill. They were outstanding. Hmm. Hmm. It's the, it's all in the rub, obviously, and of course using yeah. a tenderloin and all that. Oh, I did beef tenderloins, that's right, not the pork ones. It was another recipe, but it was absolutely outstanding. We do a tenderloin every year for Christmas. That's like our Christmas present to the whole family because it's very expensive. Yeah. So, Beef tenderloin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've done that the last three years, mm. and um, it's always been a big hit. Mm. It's all in the rub. Chateaubriand. It's all in the rub. All in the rub. And, hey, of course, you got to cook it right, too. Yep. Slow. But very, all in the rub. Very, slow. Too fitty. Too fitty. Yep. And the plant of the week. Plant of the week is the paper bark maple. Great plant. Last week we were talking about <laughs> paperback maple. Uh, talking about uh, winter interest and uh, picking plants that uh, show something during the winter. Here's another one of those four season plants. This is a really cool maple. Um, you'll see them out there. Been around a long time. Acer grissium, and it's a uh, trifoliate leaf, which means it looks like poison ivy with three leaves, leaves of three. So it's a little different than uh, some of the other maples that you're used to, but look at the bark, look at the leaf, look at the fall color, look at the shape of the tree. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, medium-sized tree, small to medium-sized tree, but it's paper bark maple, and you can check that out at ronwilson.com. I learned something today. I always thought when I saw that and the bark was all curled like that, that that was like a disease or it was dying, and that's just part of the tree. Just part of the tree, just like river birch. As a matter of fact, it's kind of like river birch, but on the steroids because it really exfoliates and it's got that cinnamon mm. color. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a nice tree. It's it's on what steroids? On steroids. The the the, the maple. The maple on steroids. Just the the bark on steroids. Right. So the maple can't get in the Hall of Fame, huh? <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> that is a shame. But what can you say? Well, that's, well, it's the way you, it goes. You knew the rules, man. That's right. You knew the rules. That's right. It's not a sports show. Hey, did you get your unkers? Yes, I did. It smells really nice here in the studio. You know, Dan and I couldn't make it through the COVID nineteen thing without we every you know Saturday we were spraying everything with unkers mm-hmm. and uh, smelled great. And of course, it cleaned everything off. But uh, you got your you said you were out of unkers, so mm-hmm. now you can get unkered. Yeah, it smells really nice in the studio. Isn't it amazing? Just uncap that one little jar of it and unkered. It's everywhere. Unkered down. Unkered ah, down. You take a big deep breath. It clears out those sinuses. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Hey, seriously, spray some of that on. Well, you know how to use it. Put some on yes. on your chest, on your feet some night. Go Can to bed. Can we do it right now? Mm, not now. You'll fall asleep. Let me turn my camera off first. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> Joe and I can't see each other through the glass like we used to in the old studios. The new studios right. actually have cameras. Yes. So I'm looking at Joe on the screen with a camera, and he's looking at me with a camera. Yeah, I'm like a second delay. Yeah, so I see your <laughs> mouth moving, and yeah. Right. Voice was already here. So anyway, you got your unker, so you're now unkered. I'm unkered right, up. Ready to go. Unkered. I'm all unkered up. Get unker, uh, unkered so up. What are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> what am I doing tomorrow? I'm watching a Bengals game. I was going to say between three and six. Don't and call Ron. I'll be watching another game right behind it. What's going to happen if the Bengals and the Rams make it in? Because hmm. it's going to be me and the Rams. You know, it's be a, and it's a home game for them. Yeah, it'll be at their stadium. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We'll see. Well, we will good see. for the Bengals. We will see. We will see. Lots of um, excitement here, no doubt about so it. So when I post Ron's cell phone number tomorrow, don't or later on this afternoon, don't call him between three and six Eastern time tomorrow. Well, I'll be actually through the. I got to watch the second game. Okay, three to nine Eastern time. Just anytime after three. So Just, you can you can call him the day after the show, and and up until three p.m. <laughs> Eastern time tomorrow. Oh, you're such a funny guy. Five one three. Such a funny guy. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, I have yours. You do, but I also have the power of the microphone. Uh, but I get it out before you get to hit that. Button. Okay, whatever. So, who do you have coming <laughs> up with guests today? Today's guests. Yes, we have Ron Rothhouse. Ron Rothhouse coming up next. We need to come up with a uh, a name for him because we got Buckeye Chuck and we got Buxatani Phil. We got to come up with something for Ron. Because he is the uh, true seer of Sears. Yes. Uh, Barbie Bletcher at seven. The Queen Bee. We're going to talk about what it takes to uh, start a beehive. Uh, Sully's on at the in the last hour. Yep. And Nina Bagley on at 7.30. And she is gonna, she's a Queen Bee breeder. She breeds Queen Bees. You ever tried doing that? All the time. Oh, <laughs> I bet you have. And it's <laughs> it's these little bitty things. And she, yeah, she. I don't know how she does it, but she's going to explain it to us. That's Come, pretty com, cool. Coming up at 7.30. So, huh. yeah. So, stay tuned. Lots of, uh, it's B-Day today, we'll say. All Plus, right. Plus, uh, pro- prognosticator, uh, prognosticators with Ron Rothis. Thank you, Joe Strecker. Thank you. If you like what you see on our website at ronwilsononline.com, Joe Strecker had everything to do. If you don't. Not my fault. Call Dr. Z. Washington, D.C. Coming up. with com- a new puppy. Coming up next, Ron Rothis here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Remember, when you're dealing with rust, there's one... Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. And uh, I guess Ron's just uh, not going to call in this morning. Huh? Too cold for him? Yeah, I mean, something may have happened. Always bothers me because uh, Ron's good at calling in, but if if he didn't, it means he's something sums up. But I'm sure we'll hear from him eventually. Um, in the meantime, we will continue talking because, of course, it's you and me talking about yardening. And uh, got all kinds of tips I want to share with you. And, of course, we're taking your calls at 800-823-8255. It is B-Day today, B-E-E. 
Uh, I thought this was a great time of the year to uh, get Barbie Butcher. And you all know Barbie Butcher. She is our state apiarist uh, from the state of Ohio and from the Ohio Department of Agriculture. She's going to come on with us this morning in our next hour, and we're going to talk about Getting started with bees, if you've ever thought about getting started with bees, uh, uh, having your own beehive, whatever, um, you know, we, uh, this, she's going to come up, she's going to tell you how to get started, what things to think about, what it, what it takes to get started to do this. And then at the bottom of the hour, um, a cohort of hers and a good friend of mine and part of the Three Stingers, Nina Bagley, will join us. And Nina uh, is going to call, she's going to join us, she's going to talk to us about um, what you know again? Her experiences with with uh, with beehives. She has a ton of them. She has them uh, all over the place, and and not only her house, but she also is a queen bee breeder, and she's going to tell us what it takes to to uh, come up with these bees, these queen bees that are better bees. And of course, if you if you're looking to start a, a hive, you, you know you you get this nuke and you get a queen bee and and several of the workers come along with her. Uh, well, that's what Nina does. So very interesting process. I it's still it's amazing what they go through. They even have little cages that they put these queen bees in when they ship them out to you, so you know exactly where they are. So interesting, but uh, we're going to have both of them coming up uh, in our next hour. In the meantime, taking your calls at eight hundred eight two three eight two five five. Trying to think of what else I was going. Oh yeah, and of course Groundhog Day coming up on Wednesday, where Punks of Tony Phil gets to come out and of course give us uh, a chat on there, let us know what he thinks the weather's going to be like. Six more weeks of winter, six more weeks of uh, of you know until uh, of mildness until spring. Who knows? But Punks of Tony, and it's always been one of my favorites. Been to, to uh, uh, Punks of Tony, Pennsylvania. It was a lot of fun. If you've never done it before, it's not at all like the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, besides the celebration, which is kind of fun. But you got to put it on your bucket list. It really is a good time. I highly recommend it. Make make it a two day trip. Actually, uh, um, we went out the morning before. I uh, checked into a bed and breakfast uh, at a town outside of Punxsutawney, but you can go to Punxsutawney as well. Then spend the day in Punxsutawney with their celebrations and all, and then they open up Gobbler's Knob. I think at four or four thirty in the morning. Uh, everybody walks up the hill to Gobbler's Knob out of uh, Punxsutawney. Uh, or we had, fortunately, we had parking passes. I don't know how I got a hold of those. But we went in and parked, and it was pretty cool. So anyway, uh, check that out. It's uh, If you've never had on, never done it before, put it on your bucket list, please. Uh, go to Punks and Tony for Groundhog Day. You will have a lot of fun. To Kansas we go. Kent, good morning. How are you, sir? Good, and yourself? Good. First good. time caller, thank you. Welcome aboard. Go Chiefs. There you go. Go Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has got a couple of Joseph Coates rose bushes, and I'm just wanting to know what I need to do to prepare those for the spring. Do you have them on a trellis? Uh, yes. The thing about climbing roses, the thing about climbing roses is that you know they will bloom off of those older canes. So basically, when it comes to pruning, pruning uh, climbing roses, it's a matter of Clean up, uh, getting rid of anything dead from the wintertime, obviously. Uh, any structural pruning that needs to be done to kind of get it back into shape if necessary. But you want to leave as much of those old canes as you can as the side shoots that come off of those is where you get your flowers. So, you know, that's that's where, you know, pruning climbing roses versus other types of roses um, is a lot different. And I think the thing to remember then, folks say, well, then, uh, you know, how do I make sure this thing doesn't die back over the wintertime? 
Well, going into the winter, uh, if it's in a really um, harsh area, of course, you guys, not too bad there. You can get cold, but not too bad. Um, some folks will actually tie them up, um, spray them with an antidesicant, wrap them with burlap, do things like that to help protect them over the winter, and then take that off in the spring and then go from there. But again, it's more of a basic a cleanup only of dead wood, construction pruning, that type of thing. That's all you're going to be doing in the springtime, and uh, and you should be good to go. That Jacob's coat, that's a beauty. That's a wonderful flower. It was, it was, yeah, it was beautiful last spring. It's just a time release uh, plant food for it. Yeah, you can use a time release. You can also, you you know, a combination of the two. You can use a regular rose food and do it monthly. It's good to feed them about once a month through the season, and then you kind of want to stop. Uh, first of August probably be your last shot if you do it monthly, or you can do that and a combo of of uh, of uh, time released. Time released fertilizers are more of a slow, easy, low feed. Whereas if you come in with a regular fo- rose food once a month, it gives you a little bit better shot. But you can do a combination of the two uh, with no problem. But stop it about the okay, first great. of about the first of August. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, Kent. Good talking to you. Good to, and everybody. Good luck tomorrow in that uh, that game. It's going to be a good game, no doubt about it. Nola. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, I have a, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing Happy good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's to you. Um, have a question. I keep reading about or hearing about starting seeds in water jugs. Is that? Have you ever done that? Uh, as a matter of fact. Probably next week, we will start talking more about winter jug seeding. Um, someone, an elderly gentleman told me about this five, six years ago. He's been doing it forever. And he's been trying to get me to do it, trying to get me to do it. I haven't done it myself. And I, I swore I'd do it last year, and I just didn't, I didn't get around to it. Too busy. Um, but we talked about it quite a bit last year on the show, and a lot of our listeners did it, and it was amazing how many people that listen to the show have already done it and had tremendous okay. success. Um, as a matter of fact, okay. a friend of mine that over on the Mary that lives over in the Coleraine Township area sent me pictures last week. She already has her milk jugs planted and ready to go. Oh, so she's already she's do already got idea what, Do you know what seeds you can just, do that Just with? about anything. And, and timing-wise, you know, you, you can do the uh, – earlier planting things earlier if you want to and hold off on some that are a little more tender to a little bit later. But the whole point of this thing is they nothing germinates in there until the temperature conditions are right. So if it's tomatoes or peppers or warm season uh, vegetables that you're going to grow, they won't germinate anyway until later down the road when the temperatures are good. So this the, the jug acts as a mini greenhouse. Now here's what I did a couple years ago. When we started talking about this and started, and I found out so many people did it this way, I went through and found all kinds of um, tip sheets that I could find and blogs and things that have been written about it and kind of put a collection together of all of those, a summary sheet. There's about six pages, and I have that. Okay. And, and you can email me, uh, ronwilson at iheartmedia.com. Email me, and I'll send that to you. And you, okay. can, and you can read through it and learn a little bit more about it. But it, it's funny. He told me about this five or six years ago. Didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. Came back about three years ago, and it kind of came up. And when we really started talking about it on a regular basis, I was amazed at how many people do this. But it's called winter mm-hmm. jug sowing or winter jug seeding for folks that are listening. And it's how you grow uh, tomatoes and peppers and annuals and anything you would grow from seed in milk jugs 
outside and you seed them during the winter. And the milk jugs become... My understanding is it makes them stronger, the plants stronger. Well, you, you, and you don't have to worry about hardening them off and all that sort of stuff. Well, you know, you still have to pull them. You still have to take them out of the jugs and pot them up. And I'll tell you what, somebody sent me a picture last year, and I think we even posted it on the website last year. He took it to the next extreme. He took um, Tupperware tubs, and he put individual pots in the Tupperware tub and then sowed his oh. seeds in those individual pots so that as they grew, he would have individual plants. Then he put the lid on top of it, the Tupperware lid, and did exactly the same thing as you would with the milk jug outside, and he was able to vent it and all of that because, you know, you have to take the lid off to not let it get hot and to water. Uh-huh. And he did it in a in, in Tupperware tubs, kept sending us updated pictures, and it, it really did work for him. So then he had everything individually because you still have to go through, pick out your plants, pot them up, get them rooted in, and then go ahead and plant them out, you know, eventually down the road. But it was just an easy way to do it where you don't have to do it in the house. You don't waste any space in there. They germinate when it's time to germinate. They're going to be there available when it's time for the, to plant them. Uh, pretty cool process. And, and come to find out, okay. Nola, there's a lot of people that do it. Okay. So email right, email me, and I'll, I'll send you that uh, those sh- the tip sheets that I put together. And it's Ron Wilson at iHeartMedia.com. You got it. All right, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Good talking to you. Quick break. We come back. We'll continue taking your calls at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden and he's Ron Wilson. Hi, Ron Wilson here for Onkers. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. And as I promised, he is with us this morning. It's time for weather. It's the weather starring the true seer of seers, the prognosticator of prognosticators and weather prediction extraordinaire. He's been doing it since he was uh, five years old. Cold fronts fear him. The Weather Channel idolized him. Punxsutawney Phil fears him this time of the year. He's the man who inspired the saying, trees are good. He is amateur meteorologist and ISA board certified master arborist. Ron Roth is the arbor doctor himself. Arbordoctor.com. Good morning, sir. It's the man who inspired the uh, saying, when you reset your alarm, you need to hit the phone <laughs> or go back to the original time. I got it. That's all right. I, we just <laughs> When you don't show up, we figure something's wrong. I was waiting to see my shadow. The sun hasn't come up yet. Yeah, I figured you were kind of holding off a little bit just to kind of get a better feel for what's going on. So it's this yep. time of the year that uh, we pit you against uh, Buckeye Chuck and Punxsutawney Phil and all the other weather prediction critters out there. And by the way, did you see where PETA is still all over that about using Punxsutawney Phil to do this? You got to get upset about something, I guess. I don't know. I I guess that that there's seven of those groundhogs that they they have seven of them in a, in a, a really nice was better than something the zoo would put together, I think. And they feed them nicely, and they're all treated nicely, and the whole nine yards. I don't get it, but they said he's not a weather forecaster, so why make him do that? I don't know. I don't know. Like, you gotta find something better though. I I, yeah, I like they, they get upset with the Amish because they use horses. To, uh, to, to pull buggies, and it's like, from what I hear, horses like to do that. You know, people, people 
like the work that God gave Adam work to do in the garden even before the fall. So we're made to work. I think a lot of animals are made to do work. Are abused? No. It works. It works not a bad thing. Peter seems to think it works a bad thing, so I don't get it. I don't either. Nothing better than a good t- a team of team of <laughs> mules. I love a team of mules. I actually helped my grandfather plow way back when with those. Anyway, let's talk about what we want to talk about today, and that is what's coming up on Wednesday, February the second. It is Groundhog Day. Of course, the uh, Groundhog forecast will happen. Punks of Tony Phil will be pulled out of his uh, stump, held up, and uh, make his forecast for 2022. So this morning, Ron Rothis. The uh, true seer of seers, we come to you. And what say you, Arbor Doctor, looking at the next six weeks of weather? It's qualified six more weeks of winter. Do what? It's qualified six more weeks of winter. When I say qualified, I mean that. I mean this. You, know, you kind of have two choices. You can have six more weeks of winter or spring like here. Well, spring's not here. You're going to question that early next week because in parts of the country, especially the Ohio Valley in the southeast, it's going to get really warm for a few days. But that is ahead of another uh, polar front, which is going to be coming down and bringing exceptionally cold air into the country for the next several couple of weeks. And then we're going to flip-flop again and uh, and and have some more warmer. And it may actually get a little bit warmer as we get into later February. Uh, we'll probably get another cold shot in March. So the reality is we're not going to have six more weeks of just winter. In fact, we might warm up a little earlier than normal, but we're definitely going to have some more really industrious strength winter over the next six weeks, especially over the next two or three weeks. So to say that winter is over, it's not. But we're not going to have a full-blown six more weeks of winter. So if I could choose, and you know, let's face it, winter tends to be flip-floppy up and down. So we're going to get that for the next six weeks. We're not just going to go straight into spring. In fact, we're going to get a period probably over the next couple of weeks after we get done with this little warm spell that you're going to say, wow, that was a winter period. This can get really cold. This air is coming from Siberia, straight over the North Pole, and straight down into the United States. And it's going to go all the way down to the Gulf Coast and all the way down to Florida. So it's going to be some serious winter weather over the next couple of weeks. But we're also going to get some warm air earlier this week and after that. So do with that what you will, but overall, six more weeks of winter than one another. And I guess so then I would say that you're seeing a partly cloudy day that you kind of see your shadow, but you don't because it's going to be a roller coaster ride for the next six weeks. Yeah, the, one of those days when the when, when the sun comes out and goes in a cloud and comes out and goes in a cloud and goes comes out and goes in a cloud, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be more winter than not. I mean, you know, there have been years where it just kind of warms up and it's just not winter. You know, like December this year and, and a good part of, you know, the Ohio Valley and parts of the Midwest, and we were 10 degrees above normal mm-hmm. in December this year. And that's not going to happen. I mean, we might get a few days that are like that, but um, 
what's what's coming over the next two weeks, you're not going to be we're not going to be ten degrees above normal. We might be twenty twenty five degrees below normal. Wow, <laughs> great! So um, so you can do with that what you will, but um, yeah, winter winters and this weekend on the East Coast, I'm sure you know your, your news breaks. You're you're hearing about this. They're going to get clobbered with winter. Uh, this 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 weekend, uh, Boston is expecting up to 30 inches of snow with 70 miles an hour winds. Uh, that's winter. Yes. Now it's going to be warm, but Groundhog Day gets here in Boston. I don't think it's going to melt all that snow. Uh, but um, you know, it's a uh, it's quite a quite a winter storm. In fact, they're calling it a historic winter storm in in Boston. What they're expecting. So, um, so get out the long johns because coming up in a couple of weeks we're going to see this cold, this Arctic blast come down from Siberia. Actually, later this week. Oh, later this week. Later so, this week into the next week. So you're yeah. going to have your t-shirt on Tuesday and Wednesday, but get out the long johns again for the rest of the week because it's not going to be the same. By the time you're doing your show next week, it's going to be cold in the eastern United States. Okay, Real. in the central United States. And even the southern United States and all the way back to the Rocky Mountains, really. So, yeah. You got it. So there we go. We've pitted the Arbor Dock against Punxsutawney. Well, we'll see what Punxsutawney Phil comes up with. But for the most part, he's saying, yep, six more weeks of winter, but it's going to be a roller coaster. So shadow, no shadow, shadow you know, shades, cloud, sun, cloud, kind of a combination of the two. All right, so we've given us that prediction. we got about a minute to go. So tomorrow, what's your prediction? Tomorrow, my prediction is it's going to be quite a game. And um, I'm assuming you're talking about the the Chiefs. I'm hoping the Bengals win. I don't know. Um, I'll stick with the Bengals, but I think it's going to be a very close game. There you go. A Uh, very close game called by the Arbor Doc. Of course, his website, arbordoctor.com. Always a pleasure. Go back to sleep. All right, see ya. Quick break, we come back. The Queen Bee, Barbie Bletcher, and then Nina Bagley, a Queen Bee breeder. It's Bee Day here in the garden with Ron Wilson. With your personal yard boy, he's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.